If you want to start a business this year but are feeling overwhelmed by how to manage the financial end of things, you aren't alone. And that's exactly what we're chatting about on today's episode. So grab a notebook and pen and let's get started. Hey, and welcome to Mama Business, a workshop-style podcast that helps busy mamas like you navigate the highs and lows of managing a family and having a business dream too. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley. I'm a wife, mama to three, and a hobby blogger turned business growth specialist. It's my job every day to help mamas grow, scale, and thrive in the online business world without sacrificing their family lives. Each episode features real-life talk about home and business, coupled with actionable strategies you can implement immediately. No fluff necessary. So if you are ready to create a bigger impact at home and in business, you are in the right place. This is Mama Business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mama Business Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Bromley, and I am so glad that you're joining me today for what I feel is going to be a game-changing episode for many aspiring mama business owners. And I don't know about you, but I'm baffled that we're already almost a week into the new year. Is it me or is it time flying by just way too quickly? Knowing that, I really feel like that's all the more reason not to wait to get started growing your business and achieving those big dreams. Today's podcast episode topic comes directly from a conversation I had with a listener in my DMs. She said that she really wants to start a business and has one in mind even that she knows would be successful. But what's holding her back is the financial end of things. She's worried that she's going to do something wrong and mess up her taxes or mess up something else financially and end up in a world of trouble. So I thought today would be the perfect time to talk about the things you absolutely have to do in order to set yourself up for success financially when you start a business. And this isn't the fun part like creating logos or picking branding colors necessarily, but once you have these things in place, you can rest easier knowing that you are on the right track to grow a business that will thrive in the future without destroying your family finances or your taxes or anything else along the way, right? I do have to state here though, full disclaimer, I am not an attorney. I am not an accountant, I am not a bookkeeper, and I am not a replacement for any of those things. I highly recommend that you consult with the professionals if you need additional assistance. I've had a lot of time over the years to consult with those types of professionals myself and to read books and other resources related to business finance. So the information I'm giving you today comes from my own experiences and research. All right, now that we have that out of the way, I wanna jump into three steps that you should take in order to succeed financially in your business. The first step you have to take is to cover the basics. And this is a few different things, including having your business name, knowing your business structure, like is it an LLC? Are you a sole proprietor? Those types of things. Getting your federal and state tax IDs and applying for a business license. So if you haven't done these things yet, they should be the top of your list. And honestly, it doesn't take that much time to do if you just set your mind to getting it done. I was going to go into a little bit of detail on this, but I'm actually just going to link to the Small Business Administration website. And that details the entire process, so you don't have to worry about what to do next with regard to that, okay? They make it really simple, so I'm just not feeling the need to go through all of those things here in today's episode. A quick note on this, though. 
I want you to make sure that you create digital copies or carefully file your tax ID numbers. You will need those again and again, but they won't just send you new information if you can't find it. Instead, you're probably gonna be stuck reapplying. So just a word to the wise on that. Make sure that you have good filing system, whether that's digital, whether that's in paper copy, um, even from the very get-go of your business, okay? So that's step one, cover those basics. Step two is to separate your business finances from your personal finances. And I don't care whether you're a sole proprietor, meaning that all of the business income is actually personal income, or whether you're an LLC or anything else, your business income and expenses must be separate if you want to avoid a nightmare during tax season. So how do we do this? Well, start by taking that federal tax ID, remember we just talked about that in step one, and your business license down to your local credit union or bank and setting up a business bank account. In my case, I actually have a couple of business bank accounts for different reasons. First, I have a checking account, which I like to refer to as my expenses account. This is the account that all of my income drops into and all of my expenses are drawn from. That means that when a client pays me, I see that money show up in that that account that expenses or that checking account. And then when I have to pay for my website hosting or some other expense for my business, it comes out of that account. The second account I have is a savings account. Now I use this account to place any extra money above and beyond our expenses that I'm not paying out to myself. And I also use it to hold money for big upcoming expenses that I know might be hitting in the future. For example, I have one big website payment that comes out every, uh, I think it's every year, and I put money away for that in that savings account, and then I transfer it in with a notification to my expenses account when it's time to use it. So you can use your savings account any way that you need to, though, but personally, I find it valuable to have one. The third account I have is a tax account. And this is something that might seem silly to some because all of this could be tracked within your expenses account or savings account. But for simplicity's sake, I prefer to have it completely separate. So every time I receive income into my expenses account, I move 30% of that over to my tax account. Now, that's a number that came recommended to me, but I don't always end up needing all of that money. But it is set aside for that purpose so that I never get to tax season and have to worry about how I will pay the taxes I owe. But no matter which accounts you choose to have, you need to make sure that you have them as separate business accounts from your personal accounts, okay? So you might not choose to have as many accounts I do, or you might choose to have a couple other accounts for different reasons, but make sure it is separate from your personal income, okay? So you might be asking at this point, why does it even matter that we keep all of this separate from our personal income? Well, there are several reasons and I'm gonna detail them here, okay? First, you wanna make sure that you know exactly what you made in income from your business so that you can accurately list that on your taxes. Otherwise, you might find yourself at risk of an audit and nobody wants that. Secondly, you want to know exactly what expenses you've had for your business so that you can deduct them from that income whenever appropriate and lessen your tax liability or the amount of money that you owe to the government. Once again, you don't want to be deducting other expenses that don't apply. Third, It's just so much simpler to track. There's no reason to get to the end of the year and have to go back through your personal accounts line by line to determine what was business related and what was personal. You like yourself more than that, right? 
So treat yourself better and just go ahead and get those business accounts. Alrighty, that brings us to the third step to take in order to be successful with your business finances, and that's embracing an accounting program or, if you really feel called to, engaging a professional accountant or a bookkeeper. And I've talked about this a little in past episodes, but I think it's worth chatting about again here, especially for those worried about the financial implications on their taxes. Having an accounting program is so important for the long-term success of your business. And I know a lot of people choose to use an Excel spreadsheet to manage this. And trust me, I did the same thing when I was just starting out. But this is an area in which I really wish I jumped into an accounting program right away. So what are the benefits of having an accounting program? Well, benefit number one is that you can connect it directly to your business bank accounts so that every transaction that comes in and out is accounted for. This means that you know exactly where each and every dollar you made came from, and you know exactly where each and every dollar that leaves your account is going. The problem with an Excel spreadsheet is that it's easy to miss things, and an accounting program just doesn't let you do that. Benefit number two is that you can categorize each and every expense, and most times you can add images of your receipts as well so that you don't have to go looking for them when it's time for tax season. The perk of categorizing every transaction is that you'll know exactly how much you can deduct from your income for the purpose of lessening your tax liability, not to mention you can see at a glance which areas you might wanna cut back in if you need to make cutbacks. To me, that is totally worth it. Now, just a side note here, if you're doing all of the categorization of expenses or income yourself, then just make sure that you're going to put a reminder in your phone or on your calendar that you go in and take a look and make sure that everything gets categorized every month, okay? A lot of people might have a bookkeeper do this, but if you're doing it by yourself, you don't want to get to the end of the year and have to sort through a whole year of transactions. That's really time-consuming, especially when it's very, I don't know, at least for me, it's very easy to just go in once a month. It takes me about 15 minutes to to categorize every transaction and make sure everything is reconciled. So very easy to do and definitely a benefit of having a tax or an accounting program, okay? And that brings us to benefit number three, which is tax filing made easy. Not only can you download all of the information you need to successfully file your taxes, but often you can even connect your accounting software directly to your tax preparation software so that there's no guesswork. Personally, I use Wave Apps as my accounting software and it connects directly with H&R Block, which is what I use for my tax preparation software. And honestly, if you're worried about the tax implications, this is an ideal reason for using an accounting program. Likewise, I also know that QuickBooks, which is a super popular but more expensive accounting program, um, they connect directly with TurboTax. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely something to consider. I'm gonna link to waveapps.com in the show notes because I highly, highly recommend it and it's totally free. So if you don't have an accounting program already in the works, then this is a great one to start with. It's super easy to set up and super easy to manage. So there's absolutely no reason you shouldn't jump right in. Okay, now I did mention hiring an accounting professional, and this might be somebody that you hire just during the tax season or someone you keep around all year round. 
Personally, I've had an accountant and a bookkeeper at different times in my business journey, but I found that my expenses are fairly consistent each month and my income sources really remain in the same categories. So there's not a lot of guesswork for me and I just didn't feel like it was something that was worth the expense of having the professional on board all year round or even during tax season most of the time. Of course, Each of us is different, so make sure that you reach out to a professional if you need that kind of assistance or you have special circumstances that you're dealing with in your business or you honestly just really hate math, okay? (laughs) So that's that though. Those are the three steps that you should take to set yourself up financially in your business. So let's do a quick recap. Step one is to cover the basics. That's having a business name, knowing your business structure, getting your federal and state tax IDs, and applying for a business license. And once again, the link for the U.S. Small Business Administration to help you get all this done, I've placed that in the show notes. So you can definitely just click there, go follow their checklist, and you'll be able to get all that done. Step two is to separate your finances. Get those business bank accounts in place and determine how you will best use them to suit your needs. And step number three is to embrace an accounting program or a professional if you need one. And you probably need an accounting program. And then if you're going to add a professional on that, they can use your accounting program to help you out. Okay. It really doesn't need to be complicated. Okay. Unless you have a mess of contractors and employees, you'll be off to a good start by just doing these three things. These are the exact things that I've done in my own business to set it up for financial success. Okay. Now, that brings us to the action part of this episode, and you know me, I love action because action is where the dreams turn into the reality. And today's action step is this. Make sure that you have all of these things in place for your own business. If you've been in business for a while, consider what, if anything, you might be missing or how you can better use that tool or strategy going forward. If you're just starting out, I hate to tell you, but there's no simple way around this. Your action step is to get all of these things in place so that you can be successful going forward. Don't do anything else in your business until you do these, okay? It might be tempting to put them off, but the longer that you do, the harder it will be for you in the future. So just do it. Check it off the list and then get back to doing what you do best as far as serving your clients and your customers. Now, I know from personal experience that I am much more likely to accomplish what I set out to do if I'm accountable to someone. So jump into my DMs on Instagram. I'm at Sarah L. Brumley. And let me know if you've completed this process or if you're still in the works and if there's anything challenging that you haven't been able to figure out or you're frustrated with. I'd love to be able to point you towards professionals or other resources that can help you with this. So anyways, mama, I am cheering you on as always. Have an amazing day, and I will chat with you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mama Business. If you liked the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. It might seem like a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. And if you have any questions, want to request a podcast topic, or just want to connect, you can find me over on Instagram at Sarah L. Brumley. Remember, it is possible to have your family and your business dream too, as long as you know what to do and when to do it. This is Mama Business.